Hello friends, thank you for joining me on The Daily Dose. Hello again, welcome back to another series in the podcast. Today we will be looking at the topic, Rituals and Sacrifices. Let us pray. Loving Father, we cannot thank you enough for blessing us and keeping us another day. I pray that you will prepare our minds to understand as we study your word. Fill us now with your Holy Spirit. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Ritual and Sacrifices, Monday, September 6. The Old Testament system of ritual and sacrifices, such as found in Leviticus, offers more examples of what we saw yesterday. Old Testament symbols pointing to New Testament truth. Though modern readers of the Bible often pass over these rituals, they do contain many important spiritual truths that can be of great value to those who study them. Read the instructions for the sin offerings for irregular Israelites in Leviticus chapter 4 verses 32 to 35. What can we learn from this ritual? Even though we don't have a sanctuary or temple with an altar where we can offer sacrifices for our sins. Connect this ritual with John 1 29 and 1 Peter 1 18 to 21. He shall bring for his offering a goat, a female, without blemish for his sin which he has committed. And he shall lay his hand on the head of the sin offering and kill the sin offering in the place of burnt offering. And the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. And all its fat he shall remove as the fat is removed from the peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it on the altar for a pleasing aroma to the Lord. And the priest shall make atonement for him, and he shall be forgiven. If he brings a lamb as his offering for a sin offering, he shall bring a female without blemish, and lay his hand on the head of the sin offering, and kill it for a sin offering in the place where they killed the burnt offering. Then the priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering with his finger, and put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering, and pour out all the rest of its blood at the base of the altar. And all its fat he shall remove, as the fat of the lamb is removed from the sacrifice of peace offerings. And the priest shall burn it on the altar, on top of the Lord's food offerings. And the priest shall make atonement for him, for the sin which he has committed, and he shall be forgiven. Back in that time, when anyone sins, it was necessary for them to bring an animal to be sacrificed. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission or removal of sin. Now, First John, First John one twenty nine says, the next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, "Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world." Knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers, now with perishable things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. He was 
foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last time for your sake. Now, through him, are believers in God who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. The ritual is an excellent communicator of important values and information, and it needs to be understood in its context. It usually requires a specific time, a particular location, and a predetermined sequence of actions to be efficacious. Indeed, when we read through the biblical injunctions in the Old Testament regarding sacrifice, it becomes clear that God gave very specific details about what could be sacrificed and about when, where, and what ritual and procedure to follow. Central to many of the rituals, of course, was blood and the spilling and the sprinkling of blood. This was not pretty nor was it supposed to be, because it was dealing with the ugliest thing in the universe, and that is sin. What exact role did the blood play? Why did it have to be put on the horns of the altar? While most of the rituals associated with the sanctuary appeared in uh, perspective forms, they give instruction on how to do it. They do not always include all the explanations. Perhaps that's because the people already understood what it all meant. After all, people in Israel understood the significance of blood. The example taken from Leviticus 4, 32-35, however, contains an important explanation in Leviticus 4, 35. So, the priest shall make atonement for his sin that he has committed, and it shall be forgiven him. Thus, blood was key to the whole process of atonement, the means by which we sinners can be made right with a holy God. What we see with these sacrifices, then, is a type a model of Christ's death and ministry on our behalf. Think about how bad sin must really be that it took the sacrifice, the self-sacrifice, on one member of the Godhead, Jesus, in order to atone for it. What should this teach us about why we must rely only on grace and never works? After all, what could we add to what Christ already has done for us? Absolutely nothing. I trust you learned a lot, as I have, from this series. Join me tomorrow when we shall continue our study. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God, we just want to thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to die for us as the ultimate sacrifice. We pray, Father, that we will understand that you came to remove our sins and that we don't have to live in sin. Be with us now as we go. In Jesus' name. Amen.